Hi, this is Goff from BeerNutsProductions.com, and you're listening to Genuine Chit Chat Podcast with my pal, Mike Burton. And after you're done listening to Mike and his special guest for the week, why not head on over to BeerNutsProductions.com for some of our hilarious and original content. We've got a great range of movies, audio downloads, and so much more for you to enjoy. That's BeerNutsProductions.com, the home of the world's greatest entertainment. And that's not overselling it. But for now, it's back over to you, Mike. Hello there, guys, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I am joined for the fifth time by Goff, the creator of Beer Nuts Productions. Now, if you've been with Genuine Chit Chat for more than a few months, you will probably recognise Goff's name. As I said, this is the fifth time he's actually been on the show, and it is as joyous as ever. Uh, we talk about his new film, The Book Club, uh, which is a lot of fun, as well as a lot of the new behind-the-scenes stuff he's been putting on the Beer Nuts YouTube channel and things that are, some of the parts are genuinely almost as funny as, as the films themselves. They are excellent. And then we also speak about his new podcast that he started. So lots of cool things here, and it's quite a nice short conversation, so it's all in here in one go. There's not going to be any proper promo today. You heard Goff probably at the start there. And uh, in the description, there are links to his various social media pages, his YouTube channel, and also the website. So make sure you check that stuff out after you've listened to this conversation. And uh, yeah, there's not really much else to say. So I'm just going to let it get going. So here is Goff of Beer Nuts Productions. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. I am here today with one of my favourite returning guests, and that is the all-powerful Australian Goff. How are you doing, Goff? Well, I'm, I'm very good, and I'm glad you finally realised that I'm all-powerful. I'm, I'm somewhat godlike, <laughs> it would seem. God Goff, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got you, you are slowly building a beer nuts empire. That's one of the the amazing things. Um, obviously in line that with the newest uh obviously you've released more content and whatnot but you will start a podcast recently which we will get on to shortly um but before that i want to talk about your new film and i'm watching the behind the scenes stuff um i noticed that i think you mentioned it in the behind the scenes thing or it may have been on the was it gold coast interview that you did one of the two i noted that it was the the book club which was the 22nd film is that right that's correct yeah yeah so it's yeah my 22nd film so in the last, what, our first one was done in 2010. Uh, so, yeah, in the last 11 years, we've been able to punch out uh, 22 films. That's absolutely, I mean, that's just amazing, not to mention all of the other content and things that you've been releasing. And, you know, speaking of uh, the book club, in the behind the scenes, I think it was, uh, you mentioned actually some inspiration to do with Monty Python. So I thought, let's start off with, why don't you give us a little bit, a blurb in or like a, a summary of your newest film, Inspiration. I mean, I love Monty Python, so I think we discussed that ages ago. So I'm very chuffed that you <laughs> that the reference of things. But yeah, fire away with uh, the book club. Uh, absolutely. So essentially, it's uh, it's uh, five uh, women with a, uh, a new member making six. But uh, the five women essentially sit around a book club trying to outdo each other on how terrible their life is and try to uh, one up each other. So uh, yeah, that's where the Monty Python reference comes in is because uh, uh, obviously there's the four Yorkshiremen sketch, the Monty Python famous sketch. And uh, I thought that uh, we need a female version. And where would women gather to bitch and moan and carry on? Uh, well, that would be a book club meeting, obviously. So uh, that's why <laughs> I chose that as the uh, as the setting. So and it's funny, I got an email from uh, a woman. I don't know who she was, but uh, I got an email from her. Uh, and it said, hi, Goff, just watched Book Club. Finally, you've produced something real because, yes, that's what happens at a book club meeting. So apparently <laughs> it's very true to life. <laughs> that's absolutely wonderful. I mean, there's many things that I love about beer nuts in many different ways. But someone saying that's true and that's real, that's one of the funny parts where it's like, <laughs> that's not necessarily the box one would want to tick with beer nuts. That's not the goal. But I suppose we've obviously got a lot of wrapped in social commentary and stuff. I learned a lot of silliness. But <laughs> funny that the 22nd film is uh, one of the most realistic, which is <laughs> brilliant in its own way uh, so i do want to talk about it a, a little bit in things one of the as i said at the start the big thing i want to talk to you about is podcasting because obviously i'm a podcast nut but all right with this film i've got a few notes that i actually really liked and as i always do i won't spoil anything for any uh listener i just want to give not even the highlights but 
subtly talking about it so that anyone who's seen it will appreciate what I'm saying, and anyone who hasn't won't have a clue. There's there's one thing which is probably my favourite part of the whole film, and all I'll say is it's the it's the Love Actually parody. I just thought <laughs> that bit. That's all I'm going to say about it. But that bit absolutely killed me. Like obviously it starts to happen, and then the you know, thing happens, and oh, I, was, I had to pause it. I was just, I was laughing so much. It was absolutely excellent. So, like, and and, and I, I might also point out that the fellow who plays the the guy at the door, that's his real shirt. He owns that shirt, <laughs> and he's very proud to have owned that shirt. And the reason why he's wearing that shirt is because uh, Craig, who plays that character, has been in a few other of my film. So I know him reasonably well. Mm. And I saw on Facebook last Christmas, he had like, you know, people do like happy Christmas kind of a post. And so he had that and he was wearing that shirt. And so when I hired him for this film, I'm like, Oh, and by the way, you only get the part if you wear that shirt. And he's like, yeah, I can wear the <laughs> shirt. It's my favorite shirt. I'm like, okay, then you're in. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And it's, it, it's one of those things where, what we like about the book club one is it felt like in some ways you had more room to to roam when it came to sketches and things because obviously with the uh, multiple films we've discussed sometimes there's more of a narrative with you know quips put in or visual puns things like that and then other ones are slightly more sketch orientated but this one felt like like how, how did you go about making this one like in your mind because it felt like you kind of did you have the sketches first did you have the book club first what was the sort of process yeah no that's a good question um yeah so I, to, to, to be really honest, I had a bunch, I had about three or four sketches and I'm like, oh, these sketches are really funny. How could I make them work? And uh, it occurred to me that all the sketches were of men doing stupid things. <laughs> and so I was like, um, where, what's, a, what's a platform where men could do stupid things? Well, their wives could be bitching about them. Where could wives bitch about them? A book club meeting. And so that's when I sort of started writing the book club stuff. So then I wrote the book club scenes and then I realized, oh, okay, I need a bunch of other sketches where guys are doing stupid things as well as a few that I already had. So then I, I wrote down a whole other bunch of sketches where guys are doing stupid things and put them in the uh, appropriate places. So, yeah, it was kind of a bit different because my films usually don't get written like that. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of like uh, backwards, forwards and backwards again. It was kind of, yeah, it was it's a bit different, which was fine. It's, it's good. But, uh, yeah, so... But you are quite right. If uh, if people enjoy sketch comedy, they'll enjoy this. Because I think from memory, there's around 13 sketches. And then obviously mm. the book club. Yeah, I think it's around 13 sketches. And then there's obviously the uh, the book club meeting uh, bits and pieces themselves. Mm. Yeah. And it's one of those things where there's quite a few other parts. There's the part where, you know, I love seeing you act in your own films as well. That's always, that always brings me a great amount of joy. I quite like thinking that in my own little fun way, you're the same person in, even when it's clear that you're not just, you are just this one random guy who's just wandering through this world where everyone is acting crazy and you keep changing careers and you keep going to different <laughs> places, but everyone is just, you're trying to either make your way and like hitting on hard times, like happened in some of the other, uh, some of the sort of mini interviews and things. In that one where you're just, you're in the club in air quotes or the party and you're speaking to those two people. And once again, I won't spoil it, but it was just, that was one of those brilliant, ones where it starts and you think you or well, i thought i knew where it was going to go and what you do quite well is i can't remember what the term is uh it's a comedy term it's like a a false switch or something where you think it's going to go somewhere and then it doesn't and then it flips and you do that quite a lot in in a lot of your comedy but i think in that scene specifically it was it was excellently done oh th thank you very much yeah so um in regards to the first part of your comment my acting range is very small. So I'm about <laughs> five degrees either side of my own personality. So there's not, so you're quite right. There's not a lot of room for me to go. So I just sort of play the same sort of dude all the time kind of thing. So that's just what I do. But uh, yeah. And also you alluded to that particular scene. There's a dog involved and that dog is actually a proper trained dog. And it wasn't easy to find a dog that will actually do what you want a dog to do. Cause you people will see on the behind the scenes documentary that he's doing a whole bunch of little tricks and stuff. And he actually does obstacle courses. And the woman who owns the dog, Rachel, she, uh, she put a thing up on Instagram. He won some certificate award thing at some obstacle course last weekend. So 
yeah, that little uh, little uh, miniature Daxon, who's a little six kilo little dog, is uh, quite a clever little dog. But uh, it wasn't easy to find him. I, I actually went to a bunch of dog obedience schools to try and find a dog that was actually trained, uh, which I did. And uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of them weren't very cooperative. Uh, but the lady at this particular one, she said to me, "Oh, one of my trainers, she's got a couple of dogs. I reckon she'd be a good fit." So. And she was so yeah, that all worked out very well. So, but it wasn't uh, wasn't easy to find a a dog that will actually do what uh, you want a dog to do. <laughs> I can imagine so. And so, sort of linking in with the behind the scenes things. One of the things that I I really liked was I found that the behind the scenes they they have their own humor in as well. That's what I really liked. So, like you watch the the book club and it's like, oh yeah, that's really funny. You know, fifteen or so minutes and it's brilliant. And then you watch the behind the scenes, which I think was is about just under 10 minutes or so, seven to 10 minutes. And then in amongst that as well, you had comedy and things. And one of the things I actually, I, I laughed out loud once again when I was watching the behind the scenes thing, which I did not expect. It's such a small part, but it's just when you do the the Scrabble sketch yes. um, and things, and it's just in the behind the scenes thing, you you said something like, <laughs> make them make the pieces on, because the, the joke is like there's words written on the Scrabble thing. And it's like, you said, make them separate so even the dumbest person alive can get the joke. And that <laughs> line just killed me because the joke is so, so obvious. I won't spoil it. But when you see it, you're like, how would anyone not get that? And I just like how you'll be like, look, you've got to do it. So it's so dumb. I know the joke is dumb anyway, but you've got to go beyond that. Like, imagine the dumbest person in the world's watching. You've still got to make it clear. That just killed me. It really did. Well, there's actually another line in that which uh, tickled me because obviously I got Kira to, to do that particular doco for me. So I didn't know what she was filming and stuff because I gave her pretty much free reign to do whatever she wanted to do because she's a very good little filmmaker in her own right, besides being a great mm. actress. And so and there's a part in there where I say to Pete, the production assistant, I say to him, you sound surprised, Pete. And he just says in the driest voice, no, I'm not surprised. I'm never surprised at anything you do. And that just tickled <laughs> me because I've known Pete for a long time. And that is just, that's, that's, uh, that's just pure Pete. So that's how that works. But yeah, you're quite right. There's, Actually, it's funny with the actual Beer Nuts Productions website itself. I the my my computer man because I'm the creative one, I'm not the technical one at all. So hmm. my uh, my computer man Hassan, uh, I always say to him, always, 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 you have to make sure the website is appropriate for the dumbest human being alive to work because we want them to <laughs> go on there, be able to find what they want to download, download it, enjoy it come back and download something else. We don't want them having to remember passwords and having to click a thousand times to download what they want to download. You have to design the website so it's for the dumbest human being alive to use. So that's pretty much my theory a lot of the time. So yes, we're, we're, we're always going for the lowest common denominator. And with your behind the scenes things, is this going to be something, because obviously You've been doing it for the, the last few and things, and I want to say I, I've been loving them. All th all three of them that I've seen have been absolutely brilliant, and I think they all feel a bit different as well. And I liked how uh, I think it was the the Random Facts uh, doco. That's the one where it starts off, and you're you know going, oh hey, you know, um, hey, and everyone's like, get away from me, what are you doing? And everyone's <laughs> being really rude to you just for the first like five minutes, and you're like, oh let's get the guitar. It's like, better not, so, uh, better not do that. Then and it's just <laughs> that that was just really funny as well because when you're thinking about, you, you seem to put in jokes in places where I wasn't expecting them. And they catch me off guard in the best way. And that's obviously a lot of part of comedy is if you don't expect it, it's normally funnier. So with behind the scenes, is that going to be something you're looking to do for all the future films or when it's convenient? What's your sort of thought on that? Yeah, pretty much uh, both of those things, I would say, because it's uh, they are a lot popular than what I was initially thinking. And it was, uh, you're one of the people who uh, was really on me to, to get stuff like this happening. Because you're like, People really like this. And I'm like, yeah, they probably do, but I can't be bothered. And you're like, well, you probably <laughs> should be bothered. And I'm like, yeah. And then my uh, my marketing, uh, Savannah, who does my marketing, she's like, you need to do more videos. You need to do more videos. I'm like, yeah, I've heard that before. And then uh, other people, then I did one, which was the first one I did was that 50 Random Facts one, which if people go onto the Beer Nuts Productions YouTube channel, they can watch all of the YouTube stuff that I've done. And obviously they're all on there. So you can watch everything on the Beer Nuts Productions YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I did the 50 random facts ones first, and that was super popular. So I'm like, okay, yes, 
these really do work and they are really popular. So I will have to continue them whenever. So whenever it is uh, convenient and appropriate to do so, I will continue to do little behind the scenes, little docos, I think, because people do seem to really enjoy them and they do help as well in regards to giving folks an idea of what the piece is about, which, uh, you know, helps people get to the website and download stuff and enjoy the actual work itself. Yeah, it's kind of like they're like featurettes because it's more than just a trailer and it, it not only adds to the film, if you haven't seen the film, it gives a good insight without spoiling the jokes but still providing humour while you're taking on the journey. But if you have seen it like I had, I found it was almost like like an extended edition. I almost felt like it works so well seeing it straight after uh, the film itself. And I can't remember this. I know your website, I went in it recently and... Um, the whole revamp is brilliant, and I really, really like uh, the way it all looks and things. I think the the new layout is... I mean, the old layout was still fine, but the new one, it looks brilliant. And with the behind-the-scenes stuff, I can't remember. Do you have it so that when you download, um, the uh, say, the book club, for example, does it mention the behind-the-scenes thing? Or is it near the bottom? Or Because it's just... It works so well together, and I think people may miss that. Yeah, no, it does. So when people go... So if they go to the book club page, for example, and they mm. scroll down... Uh, we've got three things at the bottom of the screen there, one of them being the documentary, then the little, because we actually had uh, TV news come down and do a story on us, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. So we got that there as well. And also I had uh, a movie review, uh, which has never happened to me. Somebody actually, re uh, like a movie uh, review, people reviewed my film. So, uh, and, and because they uh, spoke it up and said nice things, I put that on there as well. So on the book club page, <laughs> for example, there's three different videos that people can watch uh, before or after they uh, they download the film. So, yeah, absolutely, they're all there for people to watch, and they're dead easy to find because, again, it's just underneath the uh, the blurb that tells you what the movie's about. So, yeah, it's all set up, hopefully, really, really simple so that people can just click and uh, and watch. So, yeah, absolutely, they are. Yeah, I had a little browse on there before, and obviously you've got the media tab, which is all the appearances you've done and things. And because when I went on your YouTube channel, where I watched all these behind-the-scenes stuff. That's when I saw uh, that TV spot that you mentioned. It was just quite cool that you're getting more of a spotlight in things. And it's, it's one of those things, obviously, whenever you've come on the show, that's one of the reasons I've had you on so many times, because it's just like, obviously, you're a lot of fun to talk to, but anything I could do even small to help people just know about what you're up to. And I've spoken to a few people since... Um, since we last spoke, I've spoke to one or two people about you and one or two of them, out of the, I think the two I spoke to, one had heard you on my podcast and the other one had heard you on someone else's podcast as well. Because I know, obviously, I think I think you're on the American Slacker podcast and I think that's how we got connected. And then I know a few other people. So you've obviously, you're doing a good job because you're becoming a name and that's what you need to do kind of in a sense first. is like, get it so everyone knows your name and vaguely who you are. And then from there you can then start to capitalize on that in a sense. But because you've got, you know, the social media presence as well as I think, news presence now as well and loads of cool stuff on your YouTube channel, it's just, you, you, that's why I said God to God for the start. It's just, you're becoming multifaceted. You're going on everywhere and it's amazing. That's it. I, I am a whore. I will, I will go on anything. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Um, so with the behind the scenes thing, last sort of points on uh, behind the scenes, I... I, I just want to say to people who are listening just to really hit home and really watch them because I just I really, really enjoyed all three of them for different reasons. And one of the things that I really liked, and this links in with your podcast, is I like how much fun you and the actors have and how when it was the behind the scenes stuff, even if you could kind of vaguely see people didn't know they were acting. You and the actors were just having the this back and forth where it's as you said, you know, I'm not surprised by anything you do golf and things <laughs> like that, where it's just like I, I think it was um just a lot of individuals. I think uh, Kale is a big one I want to talk about because I loved your podcast with him. Yeah, so so uh, with Kale on the Melanie Holder one, there's a lot of bloopers on that particular one. Yeah. And a lot of the time, <laughs> I'm just insulting him the entire time. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you listen to him on the podcast. And you, that was like, I've listened to, I think, I've listened to the majority of them now. Um, I've been binging them the last couple of weeks. It's, I'm, I'm working from home and stuff, so I don't get the normal two-hour commute. So I'm, my podcast listening has gone down by about a quarter. So I'm like having to, like this week, I'm just going to binge this podcast. And this week I'm going to... And so I listened to a lot of um, most of your shows and obviously the musicians you've had are really cool, the magician, etc. But one of the things I liked the most was when you spoke to Kale, because you were both so comfortable with each other and as you say on the show you've been working together you didn't really talk about the normal questions you two were just having a back and forth and i just thought that was so good it just cracked me up 
Yeah, no, he's, he's a good lad, Kale, and because uh, I'm starting work on my next project and he's going to be involved in that one too because he's a good actor. He's a really good actor and uh, he's a lot of fun to work with and he, he does a great job and he's never a problem. I mean, I, I just have to tell him what to do and he does it straight away. So, yeah, he's a good lad, Kale, so there's no doubt he'll uh, you'll continue to see uh, Kale pop up from time to time in Beer Nuts Productions' uh, little bits and pieces. So, yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. And and last thing before we uh, get onto the podcast is with um, your actors, once again, in the behind the scenes stuff, They the mention was, um, I can't remember who said it, but I think it was in the, the uh, 50 Facts one again. Uh, one of the act, I think it was an actress, said that they really like your attention to detail when it comes to audio because obviously some of the other directors they've worked with, obviously due to yourself being a legally blind individual, it means that you have a heightened sense for the other sort of things to listen out for, literally, you know. So with that, do you find that with certain people you work with, because you said before in, in your own podcast, I think you did it with Randy Feltface, you said that no one collaborates with you because you're a pain to work with, <laughs> which I don't think that that would be the case. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm <laughs> assuming too much, but like with with that part of it, do you, with, I assume now that you've been doing it for so long, a lot of the actors that you use, not only do you kind of reuse them, but a lot of them probably know what you're like in a sense so do you find that making films now is a lot easier than it was with the actors and stuff uh yes yeah i think that's probably a fair call because you are right they uh they, the actors know now what i'm like so they know what what uh what i like and what i don't like in regards to performance and all that sort of stuff so they sort of come in and the rehearsal time with those who i've worked with before the rehearsal time is a lot less because uh, they kind of get as long as they know what path what i'm thinking and what path i'm on they kind of get the jokes and they can just sort of roll then so they're cool uh but yeah with the new ones it's obviously a, a bit more tricky but um because you and i have found uh over the years as well which i think i mentioned in one of the behind the scenes pieces as well is that once somebody has their voice correct in regards to their tones and inflections their face will naturally follow so you don't really have to worry about their facial expressions because their face will just copy what their voice is doing. So, hmm. yeah, I, I think uh, so, so as long as you can get their voice just perfect, which is what my main goal always is, their face will – I mean, I've got someone there helping me, letting me know that, yes, their face was good. But, um, yeah, I think if, if, they're, if they're getting their voice correct, then the rest of their body will follow anyway. So – Mm -hmm. Getting their, their tones and inflections right is 100% my main goal. And also, obviously, it makes the joke funnier because, I mean, we've all been at a party or something where someone has told a joke and they've done like, you know the joke because you've heard it somewhere else before, but they've told it so badly because <laughs> they've got all of the tones and inflections wrong and it's just like the worst telling of a joke ever. So, you know, it, it's so important for comedy as well to make sure that they uh, – they get those uh, tones and inflections in their voice just right. So, and yeah, so sometimes we do have to shoot things three or four times or even more to make sure that that happens. Because with Kale, for example, as uh, we discussed in the podcast, he just naturally has, and it's not the man's fault, it's just how he's born, but he naturally has a bit of a whiny tone to his voice. <laughs> so he, he's got to always remember that and knock that out. You know, it's just, I mean, it's just the tone of his voice. It's just his natural tone. That's not... <laughs> Uh, that's not a criticism of the man. That's just who he is, you know? So when we're doing something, he always has to make sure that uh, he uh, he gets that uh, inflection out and the inflection I want in, that's all. But, uh, yeah, so it's uh, just little things like that. And, yeah, I am pretty critical and I do pick up on those things really, really easily. Mm. Well, a lot of the actors said, that, um, and once again in your podcast, they said that it, it happens, it's, it can be good because, obviously, if if you are – say, heavily criticising someone in a constructive way, which is what people have been saying, then when they do other stuff, because obviously actors do other stuff as well, that they keep in mind your critique to a director who maybe isn't as um, open with it. You know, sometimes they said, like, you know, sometimes a director, if they're not comfortable with an actor, it can take the actor to mess up 10 times before the director can put the foot down and go, come on, you need to sort this out. Whereas with you, it's a bit more like, look, sort it out from the start let's not like waste all this time like, basically for lack of a better word pussyfooting around the issue and i'm a, i'm obviously not a director or anything but i'm a little bit like that as well which is if there's an issue with someone or something i, I can't be bothered to try and pitter patter around it i just 
that, yep, you may dislike me in this moment, but you'll appreciate it later when I haven't wasted everyone's time. And I, just, I, I appreciate that aspect of it. And um, one thing I just want to pick up on as well is that when you said about the uh, uh, making uh, when your voice changes, your your facial expressions match. I was I was listening to or I was, I was watching something recently, and there's a guy called Sam Witwer, and he's an actor. I think he's in Being Human. He does a lot of work for Star Wars, which is why I was uh, watching him and things. And he does a lot of voice work. And he was saying that some of the hard characters he has to do, he's done the voice for Palpatine from Star Wars and Darth Maul and a few other things. And he says the thing is, is that sometimes when you make a voice, if you try to do like a Palpatine voice with just a normal face expression, you you can't do it. But when you contort your face and the jig goes up. You do that sort of thing, and your mouth goes in a weird shape, and you crump your face up. Then the right noise can come out. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that. So I've got a really good friend of mine uh, who's a ventriloquist, and he said mm. that even when he does radio interviews, so he's on the phone in the hotel room on breakfast radio to promote his show for that evening, he can't do the puppet's voice unless he has the puppet on his hand and he's actually using the puppet. Even though he's sitting in the hotel room by himself, it, and he's just wearing his underpants and it's, you know, <laughs> 7.30 in the morning, he still has to have the puppet there to make sure that he does the voice and he's got it all how it should be and he has the, the puppet's attitude correct and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I can I absolutely 100% get what you're saying because it's not the first person I've heard say that. And in fact, I think that would be the same for most uh, puppeteers and voice actors and all that stuff. So, yeah, 100%. Mm. And it comes across like in, in your art as well when you release your content. I've never I've never watched any of your things and gone, oh yeah, that guy's voice is right, but his face is all wrong. Like I've never thought that. So clearly, <laughs> that's one hundred percent right in things. Um, so let's let's talk about the podcast then because that's the newest uh, thing. Obviously, the film it, it was really cool and I really enjoyed that. And the behind the scenes thing, as I say to people, you know, check out the behind the scenes thing if you haven't already checked out the book club. And then you know, get the book club. It just makes everything better. Um, but the podcast is something that obviously I. I'm sure I'm not the first person who said to you about doing a podcast, but am I right in thinking like a few people around you were saying, just do the podcast golf? And you're like, ah, I'll do it later. And then like, I saw obviously on social media, I was like, ah, he's done it. And I've been listening <laughs> since and I, I love it. So with you, what made you start the podcast aside from potentially me pestering you, other people involvement as well? <laughs> well, well, I, I thought that if I didn't, Mike would get a plane down to Australia and beat the living suitcase out of me. So I thought I'd I was tempted. The- <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. I've actually, uh, I've been surprised on a couple of levels. I've been surprised, A, how popular it is. I was not expecting it to be popular. I know that sounds terrible, but I just, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to be uh, as listened to as much as it is. And also, uh, I've been surprised uh, at how much fun it is to do. It's actually really fun to uh to chat to these people so yeah it's uh it's quite surprising on a few levels for me but um yeah it it was more a case of yeah you're quite right there was quite a few people saying it's probably the right thing to do and also you see folks i mean uh conan o'brien has a podcast dr phil has a podcast everybody's got a podcast and it just uh, in a marketing sense it's very good for your brand as well to have a podcast so uh, yeah, so there, there was a lot of reasons that ultimately I was like, okay, it's it's time to to jump on the podcast bandwagon. And you've been loving it. It's, it's one of those things I want to ask you about specifically. Is you said you enjoyed it, and it's it's one of those things that when I started the podcast, uh, like this is three and a half years old now, nearing four years in September. I think will be the four year anniversary. But I'd been doing it a month or two before that, you know, prepping episodes and stuff, and I just did it. A plan just to chat with my friends as a creative outlet and a good excuse to have long conversations with my mates without getting interrupted by annoying things and i was like, i just put the internet and then it's because it picked up and you know more and more people listen i've got followers and people who pay me for this because i have a patreon now which is madness i'm very thankful for all the patreons but i'm like people are paying me for this this is this is madness but i the the funny thing about doing podcasting isn't necessarily the gratification from doing it it's this weird thing where just having these conversations with people that you wouldn't necessarily have conversations with, or maybe you would, but you wouldn't ask us questions. Like I had friends of mine where I asked them questions that I wouldn't have asked them because I already vaguely knew the details. But if you directly ask them that question that you've kind of picked up over the last several years, their answers can quite surprise you. And did you find that with yours? And how's it been podcasting really? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I actually do mine a little bit differently in that I record mine in bulk. So I mm. record uh, like about f- uh, six months worth at a time. 
So mm. uh, in the space of a week, I'll do six months worth of episodes just because it's just, I mean, I've got so many other things come, going on. I can't be doing one a week. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, it's quite, so I get people in the studio because I use a, a proper recording studio and um, yeah, we get them in and you're quite right sitting down with them and having a chat even if I've known them or, or whatever, some I know, some I don't. And uh, it makes it really interesting because you, you're asking people questions. And, and apparently I ask strange questions I've been told. It's not uh, the usual questions that I ask. So uh, I just ask things that are interesting to me uh, because that's what I want to know. And uh, I don't want to be bored when I'm talking to them. So uh, I just ask <laughs> things that I'm interested in and uh, – and they give their answers and then I try and have a bit of a conversation sort of thing with them. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's essentially how it goes. So there, there's, uh, yeah, there's been a few, uh, I mean, um, I'm not too sure if you, uh, how, how many you've listened to, but we had, um, uh, like one guy who was really interesting, who I found really interesting was the guy who's rowing a boat from San Francisco to Cairns. I don't know if you caught. Oh, the- no, I haven't checked out that one yet. I'll have to uh, add that to the list. Yeah, so Jason Harrison is his name, and he's actually mm-hmm. rowing solo. So he's in a rowboat, and he's going from San Francisco to Cairns all the way across the Pacific Ocean. It'll take him 209 days if he makes it, because obviously he's solo in a rowboat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. There's a good chance we never see this man again, and that's not being funny. <laughs> that's that's for real. I mean, like this is there's a reason why people don't row a boat across the Pacific ocean, you know, because it's dangerous. So, uh, I have a chat to him about, you know, the, the boat, cause of the boat he's using is only like, like I say, it's a fucking rowboat. So, uh, yeah. So I have a chat to him about the boat, about the weather, about medical stuff, about food, about water, about all that kind of stuff. So he was really interesting cause it's, uh, and I'm the only media that he's done cause he's not doing it for that reason. He's just doing it because, personal achievement that's the only reason he's doing it so he's not interested in doing tv or anything like that so i'm the only interview he's done so that was pretty cool to uh to get him on the podcast and i've had people who are well known so i had uh, vanessa angel and randy feltface and a few others who are who are kind of well known and then uh, i've had some folks who aren't so well known and then i've had some beer nuts people and i've had artists i've had an olympic gold medalist which was really cool to have uh, someone who's won an Olympic gold medal and she brought in the Olympic gold medal and I've never touched an Olympic gold medal before. And she put it around my neck and I had a photo and it was really cool. (laughs) So, you know, cause I'm a nerd. So I I like all that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, no, so it's been really cool. The different sorts of people that I've met over the stretch, you know, with different walks of life and whatnot. So yeah, it's, it's been interesting because I try and mix it up to make sure that not everything is the same. And like, as you say, we've had a few musicians come in and, uh, and they've been really cool. So uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been really interesting, the different types of folks. Cause I, like I say, I want to make sure I get different people so that people don't get bored listening to it. And, uh, and uh, yeah, just getting folks in and having a chat and finding out some interesting facts about them. It's uh, yeah. And their thoughts and philosophies and all that sort of stuff. It's uh it's far more interesting than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Mm, it, is, it is very interesting. I think it's especially with nowadays where, you know, I mean, you and I only have really conversations over podcasting. So it's just my good chance. It's like, oh, six months or so comes back. Here it is. I get to catch up with Goth. It's like, you know, it's just us. I just want to talk to you about your work. And, you know, that's really it. I record it and put it on the internet. But it's, it's one of those things that there are certain people like, obviously, I've been doing my show for bloody ages. I'm trying to get different guests on each week and whatnot. And obviously I release my, some of my chats are like two plus hours long. So I get, I can sneakily just split it in half and release them like that, which does get me out of a a few issues sometimes. But, you know, sometimes I also like you are, I'm trying to be like, okay, I don't want the next six releases all to be about Star Wars stuff. Because although I'm a massive Star Wars nerd and I could talk about Star Wars for probably 20 hours straight, and I do because I've got another podcast that's all about Star Wars anyway. It's like I try not to have everything about nerdy stuff or movies or Star Wars or whatever. I try and vary it and it's really hard sometimes. But that's what I like about your podcast. Like I was, I was listening to it today for about an hour straight. And also what I like about it is that some podcasts work really well when it's really long form and i've found in the past that when i listen to podcasts that are 20 to 30 minutes at times sometimes they can feel a bit short but i found that with your ones you manage to pack a lot in and one of the things i like as well is what you've learned very quickly and amicably is that 
and I didn't learn this for maybe even argued I still haven't learned this, is that when you have someone on, you have to let them talk as well. And I know that in the behind the scenes stuff you've done, a lot of people have said, oh, you're a really good listener and that sort of thing. And it's like, I'm just intrigued of, do you think that uh, your your blindness, do you think that has maybe helped you when it comes to being a conversationalist? Because you come across like a natural in these and some of the questions are brilliant and really, really interesting stuff. Oh, th- thank you. And um, yes, I, I think uh, being blind probably has helped a little bit uh, because, and also when I'm doing the podcast, uh, uh, so I always come at it probably uh, from more of a negative point of view because I see people doing things I don't like and then say, well, I don't want to be them instead of seeing people doing <laughs> things that I do like and say, I want to be like them. I'm the opposite. So there's a TV show here in Australia, which I won't name because I'm going to pan it. And the there's it's a panel of four people and they're like this like one of them or two of them are, are journalists. Like two of them are journalists and then one's always a comedian and the other one's like a, just a, a random kind of a celebrity type person. And they whenever that and it's like it's an hour's show and they like interview people, but they never listen to the answers to the point where you could literally say I killed 10 people today and they go, okay. And they just move on to their next question. They wouldn't, you know, say, Oh really? Tell us more about that. They, they just, they've got their list of four questions. That's what they're going to ask no matter what you say. And they're not paying any attention to your answer. And that's that, that's, that's how this is going to work. And I, I can't watch the show. I literally, even if they've got a guest on that, I really, really like, I can't, I'll give you an example, right? So I love Ross Noble. I think he's really, really funny. The British comedian. Mm. I'm sure you know of Ross Noble. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. And he's a wonderful guest to have on a show because he'll just, you wind him up and he goes, right? He's cool. <laughs> so they had him on and they keep cutting him off. Like all the time they're cutting him off to go with their next dumb question. And I'm like, <laughs> just shut up, man. He's in the middle of a bit. Let him go. You know what I mean? And so yeah. so watching that and seeing how badly they do this, and they're on national television. I mean, like I, I scratch my head sometimes at what my, in Australia, it's we have the worst TV you could possibly imagine. It is frightful. So I, I just, oh, it just, I can't even explain. So in, in any case... <laughs> It's just the worst. So in any case, so I'm like, the last thing I want to be is those people. I don't want to be those people. So when I ask a question, I'm going to pay attention to their answer. And if they say an answer, which is really interesting, I'm going to continue that line of conversation. Forget what my next question was going to be. So, so yeah, so uh, that's essentially how that works. I have actually, if people want to see the setup and they go onto the Beer Nuts Productions YouTube channel, I actually filmed one of the interviews. So the uh, I think it's episode four with Kim Pillick. I uh, I filmed that. So the entire episode I, I put on camera and uh, we put that up on the YouTube channel to give people a bit of an idea of how it all works because there's no editing involved. I just sit down and we just go. So that, that again, was a purpose choice not to do any editing. So we just uh, press record, do the interview, uh, unpress record, not that that's a word, and uh, and just uh, and that's the episode. There's no editing whatsoever. So, which I think also makes for a better conversation. Mm. Yeah, because one of those things where like I I take a little bit of time to edit some of my things, but mine is primarily because well I do the majority of my conversations over Zoom, especially you know in COVID times and whatnot. Most of the time, it's not actually because. I need to cut anything out or chop it. It's normally just because of a small amount of latency with recording. It just sometimes, if I didn't edit anything, it would sound like I'd ask a question and two seconds later you'd answer. But to you and I in it, it doesn't matter. But the recordings slightly just extend the gap. So sometimes it's like, oh, so what do you think about this? Two seconds of dead air. Here's the answer. And it just has like a really weird, awkward conversation. So normally I just go in there, shorten those little bits up and then you know, vaguely clean up the dialogue. But I'm one of those people as well where... I don't like to over-edit. You want a genuine, real conversation. You don't need every um and every breath to be completely cut out because then it just sounds weird and disjointed. And that's what I like about yours, that they're not as long as my podcasts, which is good because <laughs> sometimes I do go on a lot. Um, but I like that they are the perfect length for what they 
they, they're trying to be. That That's the beauty of them. It's a half an hour conversation and you can hear it when you ask a certain question and then you have got a follow-up. But because of what the answer was so interesting or it goes off on a tangent, instead of referring to your notes of, I've got these five questions to ask, you go, oh, well, this tangent sounds cool. Let's let's ride with this. And I think that's one of the reasons it makes you a good interviewer because that's not something I learned to do for a long time because I was like, as soon as they finish talking, I want to get this point in. And now I'm like, let's just write it down. And then if it doesn't come back, I'll have them on the show again and then I'll be able to ask that question. So I just think the way that you're doing it is you've done it it almost sounds like you've been doing podcasts for years when you when you have i suppose you've been on podcasts for years so you know what you hate being what kind of questions you've been asking things back to the what things you don't like well well yeah no I, that that was the other thing too so i've been on a lot of podcasts like you say so i've seen many different types of podcasts so i also when i when i was starting i was taking into account what i enjoy about different podcasts and what i don't like about different podcasts because I don't actually listen to a lot of podcasts. There's one or two that I, I do listen to because I enjoy them, but um, uh, genuine chit-chat, of course. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, no they're, they're, I only listen to a few I really because I just don't have the time. It's, it's, it's yeah, not that I don't like them. It's just a, a time thing. And I do listen to a few genuine chit-chats from time to time. So I do, I do tune in. But, um, yeah, so, it, it's, it's so I have seen different types of podcasts. So... Uh, I, I was like, well, I don't want to do it like those guys did it because I don't really like that style. And that one over there, they did a good thing with this, and but I didn't like that. And so, yeah, I did sort of take a few little ideas and cues and tips from different podcasts that I've done over the years. So that that is that is a fair comment, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was one of those things as well. I, I know you already uh, joking to pull my leg, but I, I never get offended when people like I. I would never expect anyone to listen to every episode of Genuine Chit Chat. I've got one mate of mine, Tony, and he is trying his best to listen to all of them. And it's just it's one of those things I say to people is like my back catalogue, especially now, is hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of content. I talk to so many different guests. There is no way someone is going to be interested by every single one, except Tony, who was probably listening to this and going, "No, Mike, I actually I am." <laughs> Apart from Tony and me. <laughs> No one else. Like, there's some people who listen to, like, 90% of the podcast. There's some people who just listen to one in a few. I've got mates of mine who still apologize to me, saying, oh, I still want to listen to your podcast. It's like, it's not for you. You interact with me on a daily basis. You don't need to hear my voice anymore. You are okay. And it's just what I say to people is, like, if anyone has even considered listening to my podcast, has even uttered the word genuine chit-chat out loud, that's enough to make me happy. I don't... I don't expect people to, to listen to that a huge amount, but back to your podcast. I know we're sort of, we're getting near the end of time because for people who don't know, we're recording and because I'm a terrible person, I've made golf record in the week instead of where we normally record on the weekends. And for me, it's quarter to 10 at night. And for you, it's like quarter to seven in the morning, isn't it? That's correct. Yeah. So as, <laughs> I can see the seen, sun rising. The sun is now up. So there we go. So yeah. <laughs> When we started, it wasn't. It was just like dim twilight or dusk, <laughs> so or dawn rather. So it's just, it's one of those funny things. Uh, I appreciate the time you spent here, Goff, and sorry you've got up so early. But I'm, I'm really, really happy to hear that you've been enjoying podcasting so much and things. And I just want to ask one more thing that we haven't touched upon, which is the negatives of podcasting, if there are any. Um, there are, I'm joking. But like, out of interest, I'm not naming names, have you had any... With the podcasting, have you found any parts of it annoying? I just want to throw my hat and say, sometimes guests cancel, and that is a ball ache and a half, but obviously you record in a slightly different way to I do. So don't have to name names or anything. I was just intrigued if there's anything that you've done with podcasting that was unexpectedly annoying that you didn't expect. Uh, yeah, finding guests, uh, generally <laughs> speaking. So, yeah, because uh, just uh, I, I've emailed literally hundreds of people, uh, people that I know, people that I don't know, well-known people, people who aren't so well-known, and just getting people to agree to do it is really, mm. really tough. Like, that's that's without question the hardest part of it, without a doubt. So, yeah, that's uh, the, there's nothing else I find difficult about it except for getting the people in there to start with. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally sympathise with that. Well, I mean, th this has been absolutely wonderful, and you've been so generous with your time, Goff, and I'm sure that later in the, uh, later in 2021, you'll be on the show again, and we can talk even more about these things. But just sort of final wrap-up then, um, obviously you've spoken about Book Club and podcasting behind the scenes. What do you want to tell everyone, uh, sort of final statements? I'll include links in the description to the Beer Nuts website, which is all lovely, the YouTube, which is brimming with content and things, um, and all the usual sort of social media jazz that we normally put in there but final things you want to say to everyone listening oh well it's just uh beernutsproductions.com you know support 
independent entertainment. And uh, if you want to sign up to the podcast, that'd be great. If you don't, that's cool. But uh, yeah, beernutsproductions.com is uh, is the place to go. So uh, we've got all 22 films. We've got our audio downloads up there. We've got the podcast up there. We've got a couple of books up there. But uh, yeah, the new film Book Club, people have been uh, enjoying it and laughing a lot as uh, as you have, which is, which is great. And uh, so, yeah, I just want people to support uh, independent entertainment and to uh, enjoy the work that Beer Nuts Productions does and to go to beernutsproductions.com. That's pretty much, uh, that's pretty, as I said earlier, I'm a whore, so I'm happy to uh, <laughs> sell myself. It's not a problem at all. <laughs> just see how many times you can fit Beer Nuts Productions into any conversation possible. <laughs> just see, play a drinking game where we would go through all of the times you've come on the show and see how many times you said Beer Nuts Productions. It's a good way of doing it. It's a household name. Most of my friends and podcasting friends as well know who you are because i've said being that's production that is that that blind australian bloke so yeah it is it's just like that's probably not the best way to be remembered but you know it's one of those things where knowing that beer nuts is associated with you that that's absolutely brilliant so once again goth it's absolutely delightful thank you so much for waking up so early to come and chat with me it, it's been a blast no absolutely mike no worries at all it's always a pleasure chatting with you wonderful well best of luck with your podcast things i'm excited to listen to the rest all right. Well, uh, I, I expect a, a detailed review <laughs> of every single episode. I'm yes. now going to have to have a new aspect of Genuine Chit Chat, which is just reviewing Beer Nuts podcasts <laughs> once a week. What is Mike's take on the latest Beer Nuts? <laughs> <laughs> a, pod- a podcast review on a podcast. I like it. That's it. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks, Goff. See you, buddy. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. If you want even more of Goff of Beer Nuts Productions, make sure you check out their website and their YouTube channel, which are both in the description of this episode. But also, you can check out Goff's other four appearances on Genuine Chit Chat. That is episodes 48, 65, 84, and 105. I have noted them in the description as well, just so you know. So what have we got coming up then? I've got a few episodes recorded. Um, Next week is going to be part one of my chat with Tom and Luke of the pop punk band Royals. Uh, And then obviously the week after that will be part two because they are releasing their new EP in the start of June. So that's quite exciting there. Um, I've also got a conversation recorded with Tom Everett, who's the actor who came on my show a little while ago, actually. Um, But he came on like about a month after he came on the first time, as there was just loads of other stuff we want to talk about. So that's about stagecraft and more morality questions and that sort of thing so I've got that to release at some point I've also got a conversation recorded with Michael McCormick and it's quite a long one and there's video to that one as well that I've kept and he is a puppeteer Um, he actually controlled a lot of the puppets for Dark Crystal um, the film by Jim Henson Uh, he did a fair amount of work on that but he actually did a lot more work on the film Labyrinth with David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly obviously both made by Jim Henson and yeah he showed me some of the puppets he used for Labyrinth uh, how the sort of how he got into to the role why he likes puppets so much and because i've kept the video for that because i record on uh, zoom or skype and things um, because i've kept the video of that i'm actually going to release that on my youtube channel as well uh, i'm going to release it in its entirety it's not going to be for a few more weeks yet uh, but i thought i'd flag that to you guys because he just shows me some of his really cool puppets and i just thought you know it's, it's a bit of a waste to throw away the video that i've got there so i'm going to pop that on the youtube channel but i'll let you guys know when that sort of incoming in addition to that, what else have I got? Well, you know, I'm starting a Comics in Motion book club on the feed of Comics in Motion, which is where my Star Wars podcast airs every Saturday. Uh, that's going to probably happen in about a month or so. Um, I've also been on a few other podcasts as well. Uh, I should be on an episode of a podcast uh, that's coming up soon, but I don't like to sort of say things until they've actually been released, so there's going to be another guest spot I've been on recently. Um, I was also on episode 16 of Frank Burton's I Like the Sound podcast. Frank Burton's been on the show quite a few times to talk about Ragbag, it's books and all kinds of other things bits and pieces so you can make sure you look out for that obviously i mentioned my other show star wars comics and canon if you like star wars stuff or even if you're not overly a fan of trying to get into all the animated shows and watching all of the content under the sun you can tune into my star wars show and it's a really good way to kind of hear about the comics hear about the narratives hear about the connections to other stuff and get a general feel and you don't have to read any of the comics i do it in a specific way where it helps you if you've never even read a single star wars comic so there's lots of connections there as well as 
as I've done whole episodes on like Darth Maul and Count Dooku and that sort of things. So make sure you check that out. That's also on the Genuine Chit Chats YouTube channel, uh, or you can find it on the feed of Comics in Motion, which I really recommend because Comics in Motion has like a different show every day of the week and it is amazing. Uh, what else have I got aside from that? Well, I have got my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash genuine chit chat. Uh, if you sign up for as little as one pound a month, you get access to the Patreon feed. And on that, you get access to an extra show that myself and Megan do. Uh, we release one or two episodes a week, sort of depending. We watch TV shows, movies, or documentaries and give our afterthoughts on them. The show is called Afterthoughts. Um, so we talk about those. We've been watching the Star Wars films, the MCU movies, uh, Mitchell and the Machines is a recent one we watched, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Little Miss Sunshine. So there's quite a wide berth of things that we actually watch and we talk about all of them. Um, we do them in individual episodes. Each episode is like 10 to 20-ish minutes long, some up to like half an hour. The one about Spider-Man 3 is probably my favourite. It's hilarious because Megan just rips Spider-Man 3 to shreds because she was not a fan of that film. So we talk about that for like half an hour, which was great fun. Uh, I've also, we, I just got back from a little weekend away down in Somerset, which is the Cider County or Cider Country, one or the other. It's a county in England that has a lot of cider and I love cider. Uh, so I went on a cider tour recently uh, with because Megan got it for me for my birthday. And in the drive home, we recorded a little podcast for about half an hour. It's on my phone, so obviously the quality isn't as perfect. I say perfect. Isn't as great as it should sound with this mic, fingers crossed. Otherwise, I've spent a lot of money. Um, but it's a lot of fun, and I'm going to be releasing that on Patreon. So if you remember about a year ago, maybe just under a year ago, sort of summer last year, me and Megan went on like a big road trip thing, and I released like a, a big episode where we did like each day, and I just kind of popped them all together. A lot of you guys said you really enjoy those episodes, and you quite like the sort of casualness of me and Megan getting distracted by all sorts of different things and bits and pieces well that episode is going to be on Patreon in the next week or so but yeah if you want to only one pound a month for Patreon um, which is you know about 25p a week if you contribute that amount of money not only we get access to this afterthought show as well but whenever i release two parts of genuine chit chat episodes you know part one and then part two the following week anyone with access to the patreon feed will get access to the whole unsplit episode when the first part gets dropped in addition to that if there's other tiers we can get other stuff there's access to future guest lists and all kinds of other things that i get up to so if you want to support the show you want to keep the gears turning and you want to show your appreciation for the show and have an extra contact with myself please check out patreon.com slash genuine chit chat but also if you don't want to contribute any money financially check it out because i do have two episodes on there completely for free that you can listen to on the website and that is the witcher season one and also that is star wars the phantom menace so make sure you check those out guys and let me know what you think you know if you've got any anyone who is a patron if you want to listen to those things and tell me any thoughts and if you have any suggestions anything like that i'm always open but yeah lots of content hours of new content a week if you go over to the patreon uh, and lots of other cool stuff too um aside from that guys i think that is relatively it i have a feeling i am forgetting something and i may as well be but i don't think that i am i don't know it's a sunday i've had a couple of ciders already we got back and then sat in the garden and drank ciders had a barbecue so you know a little bit buzzed uh, but aside from that guys i think i'm gonna go and re- relax for my rest of my sunday so i really hope you guys enjoyed this episode of golf make sure you give him all the love on social media tell him that you've been listening to the show and how much you enjoy him coming on so frequently and uh yeah just the usual stuff thank you as always guys if you want to support the show non-financially you know share on social media talk to your friends write reviews on the various social media places that you listen and tell people random people on the street scream it at people in the street just genuine chit chat with no context and it will increase my listening the base i just know it <laughs> anyway guys thank you as always for listening and i'm going to be back next week with tom and luke of royals <laughs>